The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Writer Files is brought to you by Studio Press, the industry standard for premium WordPress themes and plugins. Built on the Genesis framework, Studio Press delivers state-of-the-art SEO tools, beautiful and fully responsive design, airtight security, instant updates, and much more. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 177,000 website owners trust Studio Press. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress right now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. These are the Writer Files, a tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers, from online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Calvin Reed writer, podcaster, and mediophile. And each week, we'll discover how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. And we return with the best-selling author of 11 books, including the 80s-defining Bright Lights Big City, Jay McInerney, who took a break this week to chat with me about his new book, The Writing Process, and some timeless tips from his mentor, Raymond Carver. Vanity Fair called McInerney our modern-day F. Scott Fitzgerald, and his most recent book, Bright Precious Days, is described as a sexy, vibrant, cross-generational New York story, literary and commercial triumph of the highest order. The author is a renowned short story writer, screenwriter, and actor who's lived in New York for three decades and has rubbed elbows with a laundry list of literary lions, including his mentors, Tobias Wolf and Raymond Carver. In addition to fiction, Jay writes a highly regarded wine column for Town & Country Magazine and has also written several essay collections on wine. And the author recently joined the Print Street podcast as a culinary and arts correspondent, where he's interviewed director Francis Ford Coppola, author Stephanie Damler, and celebrity chefs, including Eric Repair, to name a few. Join us for this two-part interview, and if you're a fan of the show, please click subscribe to see new shows and help other writers find us. If you missed the first half of this show, you can find it on iTunes and in the show notes. And a quick note that the show will take a short break uh, for Labor Day, and we'll return with more interviews with great writers very soon. In part two of The File, Ajay and I discuss the author's astute anatomical analogy for writer's block, how a short story became a series of best-selling novels, why writers need to stretch the boundaries of their genres, the big city as creative muse, 
and some timeless advice from Raymond Carver on the importance of discipline. And there's some really, really uh, great contemporary blues men and women um, kind of taking up the mantle now. Uh, do you find yourself seeking out any, any, no names are popping into my mind, but uh, I, know that, <laughs> I know that they <laughs> come through New York at times. Yeah, yeah, I, it, well, it's true. Although, you know, I'm, I don't know. I just, I'm just sort of stuck, stuck with the classic sort of yeah. Chicago and Mississippi guys at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, one, one thing um, we talk about on this show quite often is writer's block. Uh, do, do you have an opinion? It's terrible. It's like talking about impotence. You know? <laughs> All right. No one wants to talk about it. Is it a thing? Is it, uh, is it real? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it has been for me and I'm, uh, it, it's funny because once I wrote Bright Lights, Big City, I, I felt like I had broken the curse and that I would never have that problem again. And, uh, and for many years I, I didn't, I didn't really seem to have a problem. Um, yeah. I, I, I seemed to go from one project to the next and uh, in a relatively smooth uh, fashion. But then around 1999, 2000, um, I, I just experienced this terrible writer's block. I just couldn't, I just couldn't write fiction. I couldn't uh, get started on anything new. It was a real, it was a real struggle for me. And it, and it was a terrible feeling, you know, because that's what I do. That's who I am. You know, I'm somebody who writes fiction and writes novels. And uh, it's, I, I, I think it's something that most writers deal with at one time or another, mm -hmm. except for maybe Joyce Carol Oates. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, have you, you ever seen you've ever had that problem? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, have you ever did, have you talked uh, with other writers about? I mean, you you you've rubbed elbows with a, a who's who of um, literary uh, giants. Has anyone ever spoken about it with you, or is it just kind of something that's like, mm, no, let's not talk about it? No, uh, you know, it's funny, but it really is. It, it, I, it, I I feel it really is something that writers don't want to talk about at all. And, you know, like yeah, the same way men don't want to talk about impotence you know? it's yeah, just, yeah it's an it's kind of an embarrassing subject it's kind of a it, it, you know it's kind of like saying um i you know i i i can't do you know i, I can't do the thing that allegedly defines me yeah you know? and, and 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 it sort of just calls your it just calls your whole identity into question and uh, and, and it's very frustrating you know, day after day to not be able to produce anything. It may, it makes for some, I don't know, it makes for some, some bad days and nights with the people that one lives with. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's not talk about it anymore. Uh, <laughs> just sweep that one under the rug. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say that I, um, <laughs> that I haven't felt that in, in, in quite a while now. And I, and I, you know, I'm already working on some short stories um, as I, you know, um, which is about all I can do right now because I, I have a fair amount of, of, of promotion to do for this book. But for some reason, I feel like the next one is going to come to me before, you know, yeah. before too long. Yeah. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. 
I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, the the, the latest, I mean, the series um, that um, incorporates the, the lives of the Callaways started as a short story, is that right? It started as a short story, Smoke, I believe. Yeah, actually, the first, um, first, the first thing I wrote after... Bright Lights, Big City was a was a short story called Smoke. And it was published in the Atlantic, and and it it had this couple. Um, I, I know I just sort of created this couple. Uh, it, the couple was was kind of based on I don't know there were, there were two or three couples in, in New York at that time that that I kind of I, I you know idealized a little bit. Um, you know these people who are you know smart and good looking and you know, through, through glamorous cocktail parties and seemed to have it all together in a way that the rest of us perhaps didn't. And, um, of course, as it turns out, all those couples broke up uh, before too long, but, (laughs) but, but I liked, you know, I I wanted to explore this idea of, you know, the, the perfect couple because, because of course there is no such thing. And, uh, and, um, and Russell and Corrine were kind of, you know, I thought of them as kind of re- representative figures of the time in a way. I mean, I guess, you, you know, some people would call them yuppies. They were you know, very well educated. Um, went, they went to Brown University together and uh, got married shortly after they got out of college, went to New York to pursue their fortunes. And, uh, and, and also as somebody who was on his second marriage by that time, I, I, was, I, was, I was sort of intrigued to, to sort of explore the idea of monogamy. Um, uh, also, Russell it was kind of an alter ego for me because if I hadn't been a novelist, I, I'm pretty sure that what I would have done is uh, I, I would have become an editor. Mm-hmm. So I, he was, you know, he was sort of living the life that that I might have lived, <laughs> like an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah what, what Phil Roth called the counter life. <laughs> we will be right back after a very short break. Thanks so much for listening to the Writer Files. Hey, Jared Morris here. If you know anything about Rainmaker Digital and Copyblogger, you may know that we produce incredible live events. Well, some would say that we produce incredible live events as an excuse to throw great parties, but that's another story. We've got another one coming up this October in Denver. It's called Digital Commerce Summit, and it is entirely focused on giving you the smartest ways to create and sell digital products and services. You can find out more at rainmaker.fm slash summit. That's rainmaker.fm slash summit. 
We'll be talking about Digital Commerce Summit in more detail as it gets closer. But for now, I'd like to let a few attendees from our past events speak for us. For me, it's just hearing from the experts. I mean, this is my first industry event, so it's awesome to learn new stuff and also get confirmation that we're not doing it completely wrong where I work. The best part of the conference for me is being able to mingle with people and realize that you have connections with everyone here. It feels like LinkedIn Live. I also love the parties after each day, being able to talk to the speakers, talk to other people over here for the first time, people who've been here before. I think the best part of the conference for me is understanding how I can service my customers a little more easily. Seeing all the different facets and components of various enterprises then helps me pick the best tools. Hey, we agree. One of the biggest reasons we host a conference every year is so that we can learn how to service our customers, people like you, more easily. And here are just a few more words from folks who have come to our past live events. It's really fun. I think it's a great mix of beginner information and advanced information. So I'm really learning a lot and having a lot of fun. Conference is great, especially because it's a single track conference where you don't get distracted by like, which session should I go to and am I missing something? I mean, the training and everything, the speakers have been awesome, but I think the coolest aspect for me has been connecting with both people who are putting it on and then the other attendees. So that's it for now. There's a lot more to come on Digital Commerce Summit, and I really hope to see you there in October. Again, to get all the details and the very best deal on tickets, head over to rainmaker.fm slash summit. That's rainmaker.fm slash summit. Well, um, I know that you're a busy man, and you've got... Uh places to be and, and people to see. <laughs> so um, I'd love to pick your brain about creativity a little bit. Um, certainly you've, you've, I mean, creativity is kind of at the core of, of what you do. You intertwine fiction, wine, writing, food, all the senses. Do you have a definition of kind of, of, of creativity floating around out there somewhere? Huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, I think specifically in, in my you know, in my case, that, that is to say, in the case of, of uh, my life as a novelist, that I think, um, you know, what I look for, what I hope for in my own work and what I look for in other people's work is, is, is you know, reinventing the tradition and stretching, uh, taking, taking, uh, taking a form, in this case, let's say the novel or the short story, and and applying your own imagination to it in such a way that it it becomes something that that it, that it never was before yeah. becomes that, that that you that you stretch that you stretch the boundaries of the genre just a little bit. I mean, none of us has ever really completely reinvented the novel or the except except possibly James Joyce, but <laughs> but. Um, but you know that's that, that's the goal to uh, to 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 deploy imagination um, in a way that something 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 new under the sun has has been created. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, do you personally have a creative muse at the moment um, outside of kind of promoting your 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 baby? Well, my. Honestly, my, you know, I, I'm speaking to you from my apartment in Greenwich Village in New York City, and 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 I feel like the city is my muse. You know, I feel like every day I walk out there, and uh, I fully expect to see something that I've never seen before, and to hear something I've never heard before. And uh, um, I don't know. Just just today, I was walking back from lunch, and uh, somebody was saying, "Man." Can you believe those neo-Nazis in Chipotle? 
you know? <laughs> I didn't hear the rest of the conversation, but, you know, I don't know. I'm always picking up fragments on the street and, and, uh, yeah. and sights and weird juxtapositions that, um, 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 New York continues to inspire me, and I, I guess really that's that's my muse. I mean, I I occasionally write um, about other settings, but 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 I always come back to to the city, and and as, you know specifically, my my city is Manhattan. Um, yeah, there are many wonderful younger writers who uh, are coming out of Brooklyn, who live in Brooklyn, um, and they've they've made it sort of the the new mecca of. Of, of urban literature, um, for but, sure. but 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 for me, it's Manhattan. You know, that's where I moved. I moved here in 1980, and um, and I will probably die here. <laughs> awesome, and I'll awesome. continue to write about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to give you one fun one before we wrap. Yep. Uh, if you could choose one author from any era uh, from a, for an all-expense-paid dinner to your favorite spot... Who would you take? <laughs> who, would you, who would you take, and where would you take them? Huh. Um, let's see. Well, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd like to take Jane Austen out. You know, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think she would be a dazzling conversationalist. And uh, there's any number of, of of New York restaurants that I might take her to. And if I were um, if I were taking her to a place for for the to show her New York and, 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 and it's, it's uh, great social panorama. I would probably take her to Balthazar. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. which has in the last 20 years or so become one of the great New York institutions. And, um, and if it turned out that she was a foodie, I would take her to La Bernardin, ah. uh, the, the, the three-star Michelin restaurant operated by my friend, friend Eric Repair um, up in Midtown. For sure. And uh, it's funny because um, you chatted with him on your show, on your podcast um, interview oh, yes. about, and he, he was kind of uh, uh, riffing with you about uh, writing and, and writing rituals. And so I will encourage listeners to find that one on the Print Street podcast. I'll link to it. Um, so finally, uh, can, do you have any um, advice for your fellow scribes um, on how to just keep keep going, keep the cursor moving, keep the ink flowing. Well, you know, I would just go back to what Raymond Carver said to me when, when I started to study with him and, and he had already gathered from visiting me in New York city, uh, which is where we first met that, that, uh, I I was living a fairly undisciplined and, (laughs) uh, irregular life. And he told me, you've got to do it every day. You've got to write every day. And, and, and when you don't write, you go backwards and uh and even if you don't write you have to be there at your desk you have to be in place you have to be waiting even if you and you know even even if nothing comes out of it 
you, you have to be ready. You have to be ready for inspiration and you have to be ready for the muse and, uh, and you have to keep pushing those words around until suddenly you see some kind of flash of light or you hear some, some kind of music that makes you realize that you've started down the right path. Yeah. I love that. Lock, stock and barrel. The latest uh, from Jay McInerney is Bright, Precious Days, out now. You can find it everywhere reputable books are sold, uh, and it's a fantastic read. Congratulations on the latest, and best of luck with all of your uh, future work. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thanks, Gil. It's great, great to talk to you. Thanks again. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.